Hello everyone, just wanted to welcome you to this special Zing This Knights of Vader crossover. The reason you're hearing me before, of course, the other part of the show is because this was all recorded before the big Disney announcements. So, if there's any mention of stuff that you were thinking we were going to say about that stuff, it was recorded prior to that, so apologies for that. But anyways, enjoy the crossover episode! Thank you and Superiority Complex if you're listening to this on Knights of Vader for our theme song. If you're listening to this on Zingness feed, thank you DJ Golden Boy. Yes, this is a special crossover episode of Zingness and Knights of Vader. You got me representing Knights of Vader and I'm joined by the co-host with the most from Zingness. You got me Berg. So you got actually all of Zingness, but I'm representing Knights of Vader and we have a very special guest with us today. Ryan, the um, the creator of Skyforge mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Welcome, yep. sir. Welcome to Knights of Vader and Zygnus, technically. Thank you. I I, I didn't know I was going to be a double dipping podcast today. I, this is exciting. I know. That's it's twice the that's twice the appearance fee. It, it is. That's it is. True. It is. I, and we will gladly pay it. But um, <laughs> but you have done some some amazing work inspired by the universe of what we all love, Star Wars, and. Mm-hmm. and everything so um and i normally post your videos on the knights of vader group and everything and if you can't find them there if you're a zingness fan and you aren't knights of vader fan you can also of course go onto youtube and find it under skyforge i'll have a link of course in the description so um i i'm gonna ask you some questions about you know your star wars history and stuff like that but i want to get sure. to what led you down the path to doing these fan-made films so I, I've kind of always wanted to do a Star Wars fan film. I mean, mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid. I mean, that's that's kind of what got me into videography and, yeah. and visual effects in the first place was um, wanting to make a Star Wars film. But it was just always at the back of my mind because, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere and, you know, resources are limited and my own skill was limited and I didn't feel confident enough to really make anything yet. So, you know, um, but about three years ago, you know, I moved to a new place, get a new job. And um, I just started to pick up 3D animation because at the time, I think I was thinking that, you know, I would still make a kind of more traditional fan film, um, but it would be, you know, I would, I would use my own 3D skills in that to do like the spaceships and stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, again, I, I still kind of live in the middle of nowhere and I'm thinking about a story. And then I think, you know, what if it's all just space battles? You know, what if what if there's a way that at first, you know, to kind of build build an audience, it's just these kind of small space battles where you kind of tell there's a little bit of a through line through all of them. And then eventually that'll that'll build into something bigger. Um, and, and, it, and it took a while to kind of get to the point where I was comfortable with putting something out. But, you know, eventually I did. I put together a cargo raid back in April and I started the channel. So. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, a, a behind-the-scenes thing for anyone listening, um, all three of us have worked together in the past. And I yeah. remember when we worked together, like, you had, like, it, I, I, I'm almost positive it was an A-Wing. Because I know that you, you liked yeah. A-Wings, and you, like, had A-Wing model you were starting to work with. 
Yeah, yeah, it was because at the time I was like, you know, is there a way to still do this like with with physical models? You know, this was back when I was just going to do, you know, simpler stuff. Um, So that's kind of where it started from. And then and then I got into the 3D side of things and, you know, haven't looked back since. So 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 I I mentioned like a Star Wars vehicle and and you obviously use a lot of Star Wars theme stuff and everything and and kind of take take your own interpretation on it in your videos and everything also um congratulations mm-hmm. on bro i think you broke 1 million views recently yeah total um i i'm not sure exa- i'm not sure exactly when it happened but i i just looked at my stats recently and um yeah total total views 1 million so so, so congratulations on that but but Thank um you. what is your favorite like vehicle or ship or anything in star wars also berg i will allow you to answer this as well to give you some star wars cred hmm um, it, it's so hard because there's such a variety of, of vehicles. Um, I mean, I, I think fighter wise, definitely the A-wing. All it's right. sleek, it's fast, it's, it's maneuverable. It's my favorite one to fly in squadrons as well. I, 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 I was going to ask if you've been playing yourself some squadrons or not. Oh my God. I, I have been playing squadrons in VR with mm-hmm. a joystick Oof. and, um, yeah, it's, it's so incredible. It's everything I've wanted in like, in like basically like a rogue squadron sequel, but um in vr it's awesome and then um uh you know past that i think you know like you have like your kind of freighter size ships like your millennium falcons um there's a version that's similar to the millennium falcon it's called a yt 1000 which has a a more center cockpit and i really like that one i'm actually working on a 3d model of that one um that might make an appearance in a video um that's kind of like a hero ship that'll be pretty cool um but I mean, there's there's just Star Wars has so many iconic ships. It's so hard um, to pick just one, and 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 you know, I get to play with so many models yeah. of of all the different iconic ships. So you know, I, I love them all kind of in their own ways. And and you've had to build these models from basically scratch. Um, well, not all of them. So some models are from. Well, honestly, I'll I'll just be honest about it. They're, most of the models I have are from other people. Mm. Um, so like EC Henry is is a big name. I don't know if you guys know who he is, um, but he does a, a whole ton of models. He has his own channel, which is uh, you know more popular and better than mine. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I get a lot of models from him. I, I was it's funny. I was literally just working on a model of his. I was texturing it um, before this before this podcast. Um, and there's also gosh, I'm trying to think. How- Howard Day is another one. He's uh, an amazing, amazing artist. He does some amazing models. Um, he did uh, the first one that pops to mind is the um, in cargo raid. You know, there's these like kind of Corellian Corvette kind of gunships, and he did those. They're so highly detailed and amazing. Um, but I mean, f- for the most part, it, modeling isn't really my strong suit. Um, I can model some things. I have modeled some things like. Um, let me think. There's the uh, the consular class cruisers in Flight of the Valiant, the smaller cruisers. I, I did those. Um, uh, buh, 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 buh. It's again, it's so hard because it's rare that one of my models actually kind of gets a spotlight because usually the best models I have are from other people. But cool. but yeah, but, but you know, for the most part, I, I tend to texture the models myself um, just for continuity and kind yeah. of across all of the different ones so so berg favorite ship favorite fighter what do you got for us 
So I'll unmute right now. I, I will apologize if there's too much background noise. My my next door neighbor chose right now to start leaf blowing, and he's right outside the thing. So if you hear any hum, uh, I apologize. So anyway, uh, so I'll try to I'll try to be as good as I can. So anyway, one of my favorite ships. I always, no matter what it is, whether I'm playing Pokemon or whatever, when I always go for weird looking character ships, whatever. So when it comes to Star Wars, I've always had a soft spot for the B wing because it is oh. such a weird ship. Mm. Um, you know, because it's it's sort of more vertically uh, oriented, and mm-hmm. uh, I just think they're kind of cool. Um, they've always been; they've always just kind of intrigued me. And I remember always thinking, "How is that a B?" But then I've seen how people say that it's a B. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, I've always I've always enjoyed those. Um, I enjoyed uh, being a big fan of Shadows of the Empire. Like Shadows of the Empire came out around the time that I started getting into Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so I've always had a soft spot for that. So I always liked the Outrider. That was yeah. always uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite ships. And it was very Millennium Falcon-esque, but not. Instead of having mm-hmm. that sort of front-facing thing with the kind of uh, off-to-the-side kind of little cockpit thing, which, again, maybe I, maybe I just have a thing for sort of like um, not quite symmetrical ships. Maybe that's my thing. Yeah. So, um, so- Sounds like it. Yeah. No, I, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, those two ships, those are two. But I do like seeing all sorts of new uh, ships and stuff like that. I uh, have been a big fan of the Razor Crest, a, a newer ship to the Star Wars universe. Yes, yes, um, I love the Razor Quest or Cor- such, a, Crest. such a great ship. <laughs> um, I know it's funny. I, I know someone um, I, at ILM who worked on that ship in particular. He did a lot of the texture work on it. Um, so yeah, I, I know we probably don't want to get into spoilers for Mandalorian. Well, I was about right. to say I, I was <laughs> going to say <laughs> we can. That's why I like. That's why I left it at where I did because I was yeah. like, I don't know when this comes out. In case anyone's behind on the newest episode, yeah. I don't want to. Okay, get we'll, too far. we'll we'll save any Mandalorian discussion near the end because I do want to get you know some up to date stuff. And I know yeah. we're saying this will eventually do an episode as for Knights of Vader. We do this every week, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you're up to date. But we will discuss. Anything involving that. I do like the Razor Crest too myself. I think it's a very interesting design, even though I kind of, I think I've said before, it's very reminiscent of like the Firefly ship from Serenity and the show Firefly. So yeah, it's got those big engines. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar, but also iconic enough. So, but, um, for me, anyone who's listened to Knights of Vader knows I love Star Destroyers. I, I love them. I think they're the most, they're, they are so iconic. They are so instantly recognizable. Great. They are gr- they, they they are just so cool and they and and especially if they I I hate them in space I like them in atmosphere or in somewhere to where they just are this huge imposing thing because in space <laughs> you don't really get scale yeah for one of my stuff. favorite one of my favorite um, star destroyers was in um, Rogue One yes. where they're the one that's just hovering mm-hmm. above where yep. the, all the kyber crystals are oh, I just yeah, love yeah. that was so imposing. Just and the fact is, it's not flying. Usually, whenever you think of them, you think of it as like hurtling through the air. But the fact that it's just hovering there, it mm-hmm. was so ominous. Mm-hmm. That whole movie was ominous anyway, because you know what was ha- going to yeah. happen. But um, the way it was just kind of hovering there, uh, it was just really cool. And yeah, I, that was like that's probably my favorite instance of a star destroyer. Um, even though it wasn't really doing much, I'm going to mute again because the guy is blowing the, the leaf blower right outside the window. And it, and it doesn't sound doesn't sound too terrible on my it, end. It, it does not. Good. It does not. But okay, in, good. In, maybe, the, maybe the noise person's good. So. In, in, in editing, it will drive me up the wall. I bet. Um, <laughs> we'll just say it's yeah. Wookie. We'll just say there's a lot of Wookies outside. Yes, well, there is a space you're, battle. You're on a you're, you're on a starship. Uh, it's it, it's the engine sounds. You know, you have to hunt down the engine. Bay. That's there we go. Going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, star, star destroyers are again they are iconic. Um, you know, generally, whenever I'm I'm refining my my rendering. 
um, I'll pull up a model of a Star Destroyer because Star Destroyers are so, they're so beautiful, but they kind of have unique um, ways that they have to be lit in order to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I'm kind of testing out things, I'll, I'll pull up a, a model by um, the wonderful uh, uh, Anglos Carterinus, um, who again is, is yet another amazing uh, modeler. And he, um, I have his version of the Imperial Star Destroyer as it's, as it's seen in Rogue One. So it's kind of an earlier version of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's another one that's, that's pretty great, pretty imposing and such a simplistic silhouette that it's, it's, it's just a triangle basically, but as soon as you see it, you know what it is. Exactly. And that's, and like I said, that, that's why I love them so much. I feel they're so iconic. And like I said, the, um, Rogue, Rogue One was a great one for Star Destroyers and stuff because of that, like, to, to scale of it just being something that just sat above the city of Jeddah and everything was yeah was amazing to see, like, on screen and everything. So, like, like I said, personal favorite of mine. And and I and, and the lighting and everything you do is really, it's, it's really great and everything in these videos. It's very consistent. I know that that's something that people can easily mess up on. And yours is always mm-hmm. very consistent, and and it, it it's it's thing that popped to me because like when you see the ships turning or moving, the lighting staying correct on them the way that it should. Mm-hmm. So I I I just want to want to like tip tip my hat to you, sir, on the way that like you were able to do that so well. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, so much of it is is because of um, Blender's Cycles engine, uh, the render engine that I use. It's 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 so uh, realistic in the way that. You know, it bounces light off of things and it, it feels like it's real light. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people say, oh, you know, this render looks so photorealistic, it's a lot of it is honestly just because of the the, the, the wonderful software I use. So, yeah. On that note, how mm-hmm. long from how, how, how long would you say it takes you to do a, a like? Cause, I mean, these, these are normally about two to three minutes, your, Roughly, your fan yeah. films. About how much time would would go into making one of these, and I'm sure it's going to be something that's going to blow all of our minds. Um, it's about a month, a little over a month. Um, again, just depending on um, kind of what I'm doing at the time, you mm-hmm. know, how, how much work I'm doing, um, how much I'm able to squeeze in around, you know, my my actual job. Um, and how much I'm doing on the weekends and stuff like that. But I think uh, the, the two best examples, like Flight of the Valiant and uh, Escalation, my newest one, those both took about a month or so. Um, and then usually I'll take a, a kind of I'll take I'll kind of take a break in between um, them. Like like right now, you know, I finished Escalation about a, almost a month ago today. Um, I'm kind of in a bit of a break right now where I'm kind of going back. I'm refining techniques. Um, I'm working on a couple of of other different things. Um, and then, you know, once once I do the new scene, you know, it might take a month. It might take a little bit longer just depending on how complicated it gets. But, um, yeah, that's that's generally how, that's generally how long it takes. And frame frame rate you you normally do these in like what frame rate are we talking here? Twenty four even. OK, I, uh, I figured just wanted to ask mm-hmm. just for clarification, because and so that basically means like each like it would be twenty four frames every is it every second? I'm like every second. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. sorry, I, I just I just had like a brain fart there where like I'm gonna say something <laughs> and I'm gonna get corrected immediately by you guys <laughs> and everyone listening in their cars, home or wherever they need to yeah. be. So, um, so but on on that like like that's that's kind of standard film 
and everything. So that's that's really cool and everything that, that you make it mm-hmm. like that standard film um, staple. Speaking of Generally. films, I, I do want to ask. Oh boy, favorite, here we go. favorite Star Wars film. Favorite Star Wars film. Um, Berg, I will have you answer as well. Uh, I think... There, like there is a correct thoughts. answer. There is a correct answer, in my the opinion. Correct answer. I'll probably have. No, it, it is the correct. I know what your correct answer is because it's what everyone says, but it, it's not a correct answer. All right, yeah. we will discuss. The the the, the correct answer is, is whatever answer you have for yourself. Um, yes, but for exactly. me, I, I I generally kind of go with. I mean, it's the same one a lot of people say, but Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that is the correct answer. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm sure it is for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I there are so many Star Wars movies that I love. There's so many parts of Star Wars movies that I love. Um, none of them are really perfect, but I, I think Empire for me, you know, it has it has an amazing duel in it. It has the Battle of Hoth in it. It has, I mean, it has the Yoda stuff in it. I mean, y- y- Yoda, um, even just the scenes where he's just telling telling Luke about the Force and how things work and how you kind of have to you know, you have to unlearn what you've learned and all, all that stuff is just so great. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it's a great film overall. So. All right, Berg, go for it. So here's the thing. Empire <laughs> is the best star Wars movie by far bar none. That that's fact right there. Okay. That said my personal favorite, I still like Jedi better than, um, I like Jedi better than empire. All right. Fair enough. Fair I like uh, I lo- I love how fair. it starts off with I like how it starts off I like the the battle in Jabba's palace I like because we've heard not counting the special editions we heard this name Jabba the Hutt but we never really mm-hmm. saw him until this movie yeah. and so yeah. we kind of get the imposing slug overlord uh, gangster for the f- first time and then one thing I always like was you know say what you will be about the Ewoks whatever I mean they're not you know my yeah, favorite perfect. but whatever but i always loved how there were like three battles going on at the end simultaneously you had the battle on on indoors moon you had the air the aerial battle then you had the battle between uh luke and darth vader and mm-hmm. um the emperor and i always liked how those three battles were going on concurrently and i've mm-hmm. always been a fan of movies tv shows video games where that kind of thing is happening where like here's all these things happening at once that are all tied together so i don't know it's always gotten me excited so yes why well, will why well, will say Empire is by far the best Star Wars movie. My personal favorite. I like Jedi more than Empire. That's fair. I I, th- I think the it's funny you said um, you talked about the the you know the stuff on Tatooine with Jabba. That's kind of my only hang up about Return of the Jedi. Like I I like that I like that part. I like that scene or that, that whole that whole sequence. But yeah. it's it's kind of like a thirty minute side quest. It really it really is. I, I agree 100% with that because it's just basically the story to get Han Solo back. Like, had yeah. they, like it's almost like, because the whole thing, you know, I, I mentioned Shadows of the Empire earlier, and of course that takes place between uh, uh, Empire and Jedi, mm-hmm. and I could have easily seen, I mean, I'm glad we saw them get Han Solo back, but I could have easily seen that being part of that and starting with the whole, like, oh, I'm glad we got Han Solo back. I mean, people would have been kind of mad if they just done that i think but yeah, yeah it does seem yeah. like its own separate thing just to get han back and then mm-hmm. um then we kind of move on to the whole because yeah. the empire is not involved with that at all so yeah. um yeah and, and it, it does it does kind of make you appreciate how tight that trilogy is and how tight that last movie is because when you think about it return of the jedi like you know the i guess the quote-unquote important stuff when it comes to the whole it's only like an hour and 30 minutes it's not that right. long yeah, you know, it's the, the stuff with Luke and Vader and the Emperor and all that. It's it doesn't 
you know, it's not this overly complicated thing. It's just, you know, he has to face him that one last time and he has to redeem him. And that's, that's it. And not turn to the dark side. Exactly. Himself. So, so no, I mean, I, and as for me, of course I said empire, um, rogue one, like really take, takes like take, takes a bid for first every now and then with me yeah. because of the battles, because of that. But it's here, here's the thing. The only reason it will never claim first, in my opinion, is because it is so good because of the nostalgia, because of like everything that that that, that led to it. Like it on its own, it's an okay movie. It with everything around it makes it amazing. That that's my opinion yeah. on that one. It's like it's like when you have a, a dish that's like good on its own, but then it's because of another ingredient that really brings out the flavor it's it that's exactly you're you're right yeah it's um because it's we knew of this whole plot to get these 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 uh these plans to the death star but the fact that we finally get to see it after decades of build-up this wasn't like oh it came out three years after the movie here's like a prequel like this is like this has mm-hmm. been you know what 40 years in the making or whatever mm-hmm. so uh so yeah agreed agreed it, it's it's good but because of star wars because of uh, a new hope it's great yeah, I mean, I, I think um, purely visually, it might be my favorite. Yeah, um, it, just it's the space battle. Of, it's that space the, battle that gets Yeah, the, the Battle of Scarif, I mean, that that is honestly what I am trying to get to visually in my own stuff is, is Rogue One, that kind of Rogue One look, um, you know, with this kind of warmer light and some kind of almost purpley shadows. And, you know, you have this um, almost miniature looking... Um, kind of shots and stuff like that, and you know I can't tell you how many times I've I've watched the j- just just the Battle of Scarif, just mm-hmm. the space stuff. Yeah. Um, when it comes to you know whether it's lighting reference or I'm trying to just think of another shot I can do, um, I always go to Rogue One for that kind of stuff. And you know that's I, I'm not knocking any of the other films whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I think they're all great and they run right. And ILM, as far as I'm concerned, always knocks it out of the park. But there's just something about Rogue One, something about the look of that film. That just really does it for me. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Like, like I said, but I feel like it's your appreciation. Your appreciation for that film, if for me, I know a few other people comes from the like knowing everything else. And to make um, Eric's analogy, the, the 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 entire Star Wars saga is like a is like a perfectly cooked steak. Whatever you mm-hmm. know, what you want to do. And this might be a controversial statement, but Rogue One. He's like putting a one, a little dollop <laughs> of a one right there. I know that's a controversial that statement good. for some people. Yeah. Some yeah. people are <laughs> like, if you have a good steak, you shouldn't have sauce. But mm-hmm. at least you didn't say ketchup. I, I was going to say yeah. ketchup as a joke, but I, I can't even <laughs> I can't even bring myself to making that statement because yeah. it's disgusting. Sorry to anyone who does that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit, hit you guys with a few other ones real quick. So sure. favorite in canon and favorite I guess legends now character. Oh man, it's Ryan Bird. I had a feeling I was going to be asked this. So yeah, I was thinking yeah. about it a little bit. Um, Canon. Um, I mean, the, I guess the obvious ones are like you know Luke Skywalker or like Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I think just, I mean, l- l- kind of Luke especially, just seeing his his whole character arc um, from farm boy to Jedi Knight and then to Jedi Master is. Um, for me, incredible. And um, so someone asked in a Discord server the other day, like, what are your four favorite, um, 
you know, non lightsaber dual scenes in Star Wars. And it was so hard for me to think of. So I just kind of went with some symmetry and, and two of the ones I picked was, you know, Luke looking out at the twin sons on Tatooine and then Luke looking out at the twin sons on Octu. As oh, he, yeah. He almost dies. Yep. And I think just that whole, when you think about everything in between that, it's just so beautiful. Um, so I, I guess the, the most basic, basic girl answer is, uh, is Luke for me. All right. Here's um, your, and then legends. Here's your space spiced, uh, latte, spice yeah, pumpkin latte. Here, here you go. Pumpkin spice latte. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's still the season for, it's still cold outside. Yes. Um, Except when then, it's Star Wars spice, it's like a hard drug. So it's a hard, yeah, it's a very hard, it's a very hard drug. I'm going to be tripping out later. Um, Perfect. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, legends wise, I guess, I guess Revan Ooh. probably from KOTOR. All right. Um, All right. Again, it's, it's about him and his character arc. He kind of goes through the whole gamut from, you know, um, this charismatic Jedi Knight that you kind of sympathize with, with, and he goes off to fight this war, but then he turns to the dark side kind of for, for good intentions. And then don't we all, then, yeah, don't we all <laughs> just like, I mean, just like Anakin, you know, and then he, you know, eventually turns back to the light side and kind of fixes his mistakes and everything. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of what they did with him for the, um, the MMO game. Yeah. I, I, I don't really think about that. Um, but as far as, you know, KOTOR, the, the game, the, the first two games are concerned. I, I really like that character again, just because of his whole, his whole journey. Um, so yeah, I guess those are my two. All right, Berg, you're up legends. And I guess in universe, I guess, I guess you technically could have someone who's Can- canon and, Canon and you know. canon and non-canon. So, yeah. you know, the older I get, I the more I have an appreciation for R2-D2 because <laughs> he has been... And I, he, he and C-3PO, they have been through everything. They have everything. been through... They, I mean, they are... And I mean, that was George Lucas's intent with those two characters was they are present for at least all of the main movies. Mm-hmm. But especially with R2-D2 because he has, he communicates through a series of beeps and, can, and, and they do such a good job throughout all the movies of conveying a personality through these beeps. And you really mm-hmm. do. Like, you, you, can, you can get his emotions and you can get his personality through the way he... And just through his beeps. So... That's why the, the more I think about it, like it, like if I was a kid, I, you know, I'd be like, "Oh, it's Boba Fett! Oh, cause he's so cool! He like has a jet, he has a repulsive pack, and he's like, um, and he's still a, a badass, and uh, and he's still a very awesome character and one of my favorites." But it's one of those things where, like, as, as I get older and I get more of an appreciation for it, I definitely love R two D two. I think he's pretty cool. Um, in terms of, and so I would have said, uh, kind of going back to Shadows of the Empire. Prince Shizor, who was like the the villain kind of of mm. that, but I, he. So I saw something where he might be canon again. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, or at least wanna, Black Sun was mentioned um, somewhere. Uh, in, so uh, I Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So so Shizor specifically is is mentioned. Um, no, no, yeah. wait, actually, no, no, he is. I'm thinking about it now. I think he shows up as like a hologram. Like yes. he doesn't say anything. It's, he shows up as a hologram in um, season, I guess seven, the last one that yeah, just came right. out. There, there, so he's kinda, it's, so he's, it's the yeah. um, it's it's all the underworld people talking to Maul. You've got um, you've got him. You got somebody else, and then you've got um, oh, what's his name from Solo? Um, uh, you got um, Raiden. Yeah, Raiden yeah, I was. I was about yeah, yeah. I was about to say you you got um, 
Jarvis Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah. I was I was I was trying to think of Vision. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, him, him too. Yeah, you 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 got them sitting there as mall as holograms for like a split second. So I'm, yeah, it's yeah. not by name, but it's pretty obvious. It's at least yeah. someone who's the same it's species yeah. or something. So I'm so. gonna. So I'm gonna go. It's not so much a specific character, but it's a race. But it's the Sea Ruby from Battle of Bakora, which is the the novel that was set. It starts like the day after. Um, Endor. The Death Star, the second. Uh, yeah, it's set the day after the second uh, Death Star is destroyed. And aren't those like, like this? Uh, yeah, they're like raptors. <laughs> yeah, they're basically like raptors who are who who are uh, you know, sentient, and they um, they have a way to like transfer consciousness into like robotic bodies i read the book years ago i mean i read it like it was like 25 years ago that i read it so yeah. it's been forever and i can't remember too much but i just remember it being really cool because i was like oh my god this is like star wars and meets jurassic park but yeah they're like these raptor like aliens who are either from like a wild part of the galaxy or were like from outside of the galaxy so like, it's yeah. um, it's not boss though is it boss no yeah. no 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 that's different. Yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to make but sure anyway, because they, he they, is very Raptor-like in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the, but they were pretty cool. And I just thought they were pretty awesome. And I like that book in general just because, again, it's the whole, like, I, I liked it because it was set in the immediate uh, aftermath of the Death Star blowing up. And um, I just thought it was pretty cool. All right. So mm. it, the, the, this is technically part of Zingness. So I will, of course, cheat with my answer as I do in any <laughs> thing i do on zingness so mm-hmm. um my answer for legends is of course star killer galen merrick because i i don't mm-hmm. know why just I, I i enjoyed those video games i know a lot of people hate them i don't care being an overpowered like whatever he was jedi sith whatever is always awesome so that's so that's there for me for the legends but technically i'd love obi-wan kenobi and my favorite like outfit and or version of him comes from what is now legends the um the original clone wars animated series that came out the one that was done by uh darren aronofsky yeah tarkovsky um and it's where he has the stormtrooper armor with the jedi cloaks over them which i know is Hmm. kind of popped up every now and then before but it's just it's so cool and randomly I have a cell from that exact um, series and everything of him in that outfit. Zach gave me an action figure of him in that outfit. It is like, I don't know why that design is so cool. But I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think he is a great character throughout the throughout where he is in the series and all the other media they've, they've thrown him into. He's always been portrayed as a very iconic character and a very great someone who you see go from being the learner to the master as of course vader kind of put it you know when i left you it, he he is truly i think one of the greatest force users ever and i don't feel he gets enough appreciation even though he does but i i just want to say that out loud so well he's getting his own show i i you know what i i want to say I, I i don't know how i feel but at the same time with what they've been doing which this is a great transition thank you right this is a great transition mm-hmm. into us doing some spoiler talk about mandalorian oh um, yes so uh, before we get there, what are you looking forward to in Star Wars, or what would you want to see in Star Wars? If, um, if, if like, and I mean, it, it could happen. You could very well be be in charge of animating something with with what you're doing <laughs> here. So I mean, it's it's not out of the question for you to be able to do something. So what would you like to see done? And 
where would you um, like to see Star Wars go? Or what coming up would you like to see? Um, you know, I, I think that I, I kind of like the, the direction that the Mandalorian is going just in terms of time period. Like it is, it is post Endor. It's pre, um, uh, you know, the force awakens and the sequel trilogy. I think there's a lot of, of room you can explore there with maybe some smaller characters and some smaller stories. So like, you know, smugglers on the outer rim of the galaxy and, you know, maybe, maybe there's some Imperial stuff going on. Maybe there isn't, but, um, I think it'll be nice or it would be nice to kind of get away from the mainline films just in terms of, again, just, just in terms of timeline. Like I think, you know, um, you know, we have the high Republic coming up, which is like what, 200 years before Phantom Menace. Or I believe like that. so. Um, double like check that. that. Yeah. yeah. But, 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 you know, so, something like that where, you know, we get some new, some new villains, some new, um, some new heroes. And, you know, you, you want to make sure it still feels like Star Wars, but at the same time, I think some people, I mean, I think some people were already burned out from the whole Empire versus Rebels thing, even, even you know, you know, back in 2015 when we got The Force Awakens. Um, I mean, I, I can kind of still watch that kind of stuff. You know, that doesn't really bother me as much. But I think having just a little bit of variety in the stories um, would be nice. And again, you know, looping it back to Mandalorian, I think that's what's something that Mandalorian has been doing very well is it's not really an Empire versus Rebels story specifically. It's just um, kind of a smaller, smaller thing. You know, we've got some familiar faces in there, especially this season. Um, but otherwise, it's kind of a more self-contained story. And that's that's what I would like to see more of, just kind of stuff that doesn't have to necessarily connect to um you know the the larger films like you know I, I know we're getting an obi-wan series and i know we're we're getting a cassian andor series still um but i think outside of that i think we should get you know again stuff more like the mandalorians new new stuff i want new 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 yeah. so um so on that note let's talk about this crazy okay we're not we're not gonna get too in depth with the mandalorian because of course saying this will do its own episode as i've said before mm-hmm. we'll have we, we do this weekly with Knights of Vader, so you, you get our instant things. Um, we, at the time of this recording, the most recent episode, I cannot remember the name, but it's chapter 14. The Tragedy. The yeah. Tragedy. Yeah. What um, a name. What, yeah, exactly. What what a name. What a character reveal. I had this spoiled for me, so there. I, I had it spoiled, the, the Boba thing, so I was like, oh, oh. crud. But um, but no, I mean, I, I just want to know your, your thoughts sir on this like like seeing seeing certain characters like like just give me a rundown of this season real quick and what 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 are your high points and low points eric i will let you do this as well uh the the season overall or just the episode either way i mean i I know there's a lot that's happening this season so i want to give you the opportunity Mm -hmm. if there's like something you want to say but but go ahead um i i think the season's been been pretty strong so far all right um i think you know, I, I think there was a little bit of apprehension. There were, you know, I'm sure you guys know there were a ton of rumors about casting and this character is going to show up and this character show is going to show up. Um, so far, they've actually all been correct, weirdly, mm-hmm. um, almost all the rumors. Um, but you know, for someone who's who's been kind of plugged into the lore for a while, again, it was kind of cool. It was cool to see Bo Katan. It was cool to see her played by Katie Sackoff. Yes, um, who voices yeah. her. You know, and, and who it's does awesome. not age. The character, yeah, didn't, or it has been aging very well. I'll say, yes, um, yeah, not was, being on I, tattoo. I was, I was looking at the timeline. It, I thought yeah. about it briefly during the episode, but then I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, species age differently. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, and you know, it's cool to see Ahsoka. Um, you know, I, again, and I think Rosario Dawson really, really, really played her well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. um, but I think it's it's still been still been pretty simple. It's been expanding some things. Um, there are some things that I'm a little bit apprehensive about. Um, the uh, which one was it? It was like the fourth episode or so when we saw, you know, the tanks of these things. You're like, what are they doing with these tanks? And we have kind of a midichlorian mention and a whole bunch of other things. M level, um, M M count and all yeah, this M, stuff. M count, and, M count. And there's a there's theories that it's going to relate to. It's going to be a Snoke thing. It's going to be related to the sequel trilogy. Um, I would prefer if it wasn't related at all. And uh, you know, uh, Moff Gideon is just kind of off on his own adventure he's trying to do his own thing i um, think he's juicing i think he's trying to inject himself with midichlorians to give himself yeah. force powers yeah that, i think that's I my think, prediction i I, th- I think that's pretty valid you know he's got the dark saber he's he's swinging that around that, that makes sense um he's trying to be a new uh, vader yeah essentially and and again i would i would rather i would prefer it not i mean we didn't we haven't talked about the, the sequel trilogy too much and i i won't um i won't get into it I won't get into it too much unless we want to, um, but uh, I would prefer that it was not related to the Rise of Skywalker at all. Um, and you know all the all the stuff that happens in that movie. Again, I'd rather yeah. it kind of be its own separate thing. Um, but you know, I, I get. I think it's been pretty good so far. I, I think weirdly, um, this this past the most recent episode again the the one um, the the tragedy kind of had some of the weirdest highs and lows for me you know it was cool to see boba fett um dad bod boba fett action figure coming soon (laughs) action figure coming soon but boba fett one of i think one of the most overrated um overrated characters in star wars although he's he's slowly er, for me he's earning his his uh his title back same person same um, same mind here me me and you i've i've dog yeah. boba fett but i'm like eh, he's growing on me yeah, yeah. you know and and uh and but you know i think um a, a lot of people kind of have said this but the the setting itself kind of made it feel like a little bit like a fan film you know there's just kind of this overly long you know fight and it's just kind of like i mean of course it looks better than any fan film because it's it's you know it's professionally made it's got a great production value um but you know it's got you know boba fett's you know he's taking out some stormtroopers and he's shooting some people and look at him he's so cool and i'm like yeah okay and then um you know you got um the child who has a name now which is interesting but you know the, the child is he's sitting on that rock and there's this kind of this blue energy funnel coming off of him um which i thought was weird i i I don't know it's just that we we don't really see a lot of physical um visible manifestations of the force and to see it in that way was a little bit was a little bit weird for me i think i would have preferred it be a little less visible um but you know again there were some pretty crazy crazy things that happened you know um grogu gets taken the razor crest is like no disintegrated <laughs> it's obliterated 100 percent. it's crazy um and you know we get to uh see some some really cool characters come back so i mean i i'm i'm so pumped for the next how many episodes do we have left two, i think three? two 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 um you know the next yeah yeah actually it is two um you know i'm, I'm pumped to see where it goes and because you know i genuinely i genuinely don't know what's going to happen I, I think we're going to get a season three um but you know who's coming back for that? Is is the child coming back for that? I don't know. So, I'm I, I've I've been loving it so far, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. 
Uh, yeah, we got two more episodes left. Uh, the final one written by, um, Favre. He's written the whole season. Uh, he's not written two episodes. The next one he has not written, and he did not write The Jedi. That was Dave Filoni. Yeah, Dave Filoni wrote direct everything with that because, you know, Ahsoka. That's his... Yeah, that's his that's his baby. That's so, his character. And yeah, also, as as I've said a million times, I'll continue to say and probably get the same response every time. I love the meshing of Eastern and Western samurai meets um, Western film with that episode because whenever it's Ahsoka, it's a samurai. Whenever it's the Mando, it's a Western film during that scene yeah. during those scenes. But yeah, I thought that was a great episode. I I, I love yeah. that episode. Berg, any 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 opinions you want to throw out there real quick? I, I've been a huge fan of this season. Um, I truly, I, I, in my opinion, each, it started off with a bang. I'd actually like each successive episode. Like I just think it keeps upping the ante. It does a good job of making it kind of that combination of individual episodes, but there is this overarching story of what's happening with the child and, uh, and Mando's quest. So um, I've, I have loved it. Um, I really think with these last two episodes, kind of like last season, but on a, on a grander scale, mm-hmm. I think that we are going to ha- kind of finish off with a big sort of team up where all the characters from this season that, uh, that um, Mando has encountered and met along the way, they're all going to come together to try and rescue the child. So I think we're going to have all these characters um, teaming up and um, specifically about Boba Fett. You know, I mentioned him earlier. You know, as a kid, I, I mean, I was part of kids think he's cool because, I mean, he's this silent badass who has cool armor and stuff like that. But I think the the tragedy finally, after all these years, very, very much justified him as a character, if that yep. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so I am excited and I'm so glad because I was like, you know, what's going to suck? Cause we got that tease for him in the in the premiere, the season premiere. Yep. And I was like, you know, I know he's going to come back and. I, yeah, I hope he's not going to be like the bad guy. And then I was like, well, you know what? When he does come, he's, this is just going to be like a one-off thing. And I'm so glad. Like I half expected when that episode ended, I was like, oh, he's going to be gone and we're not going to see him anymore. But the fact that uh, they teamed up with Mando, I'm like, this is gonna, this is very cool. So he's around for at least another episode. Um, so I'm glad he's there. I really think all these characters are going to come and they're going to help rescue the child. Uh, that's kind of what I'm predicting. Um, who knows what's going to happen, but I am very excited for the next two episodes to, to finish off this season. Yeah, I'm, it was cool to see Boba be a little bit more um, honorable, I guess, yeah. Than, yeah. Than, than I would have expected, at least. You know, he's... And- he he could have just said, uh, all right, well, um, screw you. I'm out. I got I got what right. I... Um, I was a... Sticking with it, so... Kind of going off of stuff that's Legends now... Um, the one of one of my favorite Star Wars books was the Tales of the Bounty Hunters, where it was like mm-hmm. these like little short stories that were about the the bounty hunters going after the the bounty on Han Solo, and Boba Fett was very much presented as that sort of honorable um, person where he has no allegiance. Sure, he's working for the Empire, but he could just as easily be against them, um, and they kind of ex- expand on that a little bit. So while that's not canon anymore. Um, I was glad they pulled that um, that sort of personality uh, trait of his into what is now his canon appearance. So yeah, no, I, I like that very much, and I like that he's uh, he's with he's with our boy. So yeah, um, I'm excited to see where where we go. Uh, it's Ming Na Wen is the is the yeah. assassin, right? Uh, yeah, so, he won. Yeah, so really cool to see and her Sean come Lee. back. 
by the way. Like, unexpected. Cool to see her come back. I do yeah. think it's ironic that her episode, re- I mean, the episode where she re-returns is the, I think it was released about the same day as the Mulan movie on Disney+. Plus. So... Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Everyone, everyone yeah. keeps saying that. That's everyone's that's response is, "Oh yeah." So yeah. just kind of an interesting thing there. That is that is funny. You know, it was it was funny. Um, it was kind of cool to see that you know little tease come back into play. Yeah. Because for so long we were like, "Who is that person at the end of that episode who walks up to her?" And there was so many dead bats. body. And you know, if, you know, first I thought it was Boba Fett, and it's like, you know, it could it does it could it be Gideon? Maybe, could it be Moff Gideon? You know, yep. he's got like the spur sound effect, which is usually associated with Boba Fett. So I don't know. Um, and then it was, and that was, that was really cool to see. And, and it was cool to see her again, her character be again, a little bit more honorable than, than we were expecting. Cause she, she could have done the same thing of yep. like, well, I've got my, my robot abs now. I just don't need you anymore. Bye. But she's, you know, she's, she's sticking with it. So, yeah. All right. So final thing, fi- fi- final thing for this Ma- Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Grogu is contacting a Jedi. Who's yeah. it going to be? That's a good question. I was just thinking about that. Who's it going to be? Um, so, as far as canon is concerned... To, there, there there's are, not many. <laughs> there's not many, which is good. I like that. Because I, I think you know, there, there's a lot of things I'm not a fan of when it comes to Legends. And one of those things is just how many Jedi that have kind of popped up, that kind of popped up over the years... Um, in legends where it's like oh this guy has been alive the whole time and this guy's been alive the whole time and this guy's been and it's like it, it makes it makes luke so much less special. significant yeah in special in his own trilogy and even you know honestly um like ahsoka being alive you know i i like seeing her character i like her there um but it's like she's where not were you? really a jedi though in she's my not head. really yeah. she doesn't call herself a jedi but you know she's a she's a good person that has a lightsaber so yeah she, she's a force user Though. She's a zinger. Was it was it in the Knights of Vader Facebook group where someone posted that meme where it showed Yoda dying? And he says, "You're the last Skywalker," and then it cuts to like a crowd scene with all the yeah, all, all the, ones all, who yeah, all the, the the meme of that guy standing there like with his arms <laughs> on his shoulder. I mean, on his hips, like staring. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, so there's as far as Jedi that are alive right now, as of nine aby is the time i believe we're, we're working with there's ahsoka but we already saw her and she's like unless she pops back up and be like oh, i just want you guys to show me that that you could go on a quest yeah maybe um or, <laughs> I, I, thought, like, I, I thought about that you know maybe maybe she maybe she changed her own mind that'd be kind of cool if she has a little bit of character development and you know she realizes that she can learn from the mistakes of because because it, it you know the the implication is that she refuses to train Grogu because of what happened to Anakin. Yep. Um, and if she can kind of get past that, maybe she can kind of take up Grogu. But the only other Jedi I can think of that are alive are Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and Ezra Bridger. And uh, I don't feel like, I feel like out of those two, who's most likely to show up would be Ezra, especially with the Thrawn name drop yep. earlier. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it'd be one of those two. There, There's a... Um, there's someone I know who who really adamantly thinks that Mace Windu is going to show up. I, I have that. a few people that are I, spouting that off to me too, and I'm like, I think he's not going to show up. Yeah, Mace I Windu think, is not going to show. I up. think it's it's maybe a possibility only because of uh, how enthusiastic Samuel L. Jackson is about that character. But I think right. if 
again, out of, even if we include Mesa Windu in that, out of those four options, and if we take Ahsoka out of it, I think Ezra is a more likely option that we're just going to get him in live action and just a little bit older. Um, or it, I guess nine years Oh older, my so gosh, I'm, I'm going to make this better. argument again. So apologies to Knights of Vader fans. Um, mm-hmm. Who, what, okay, so if we take into account what Ezra Bridger might look like, who would he look like if he's older? Oh, I don't know. Sam, whatever his name is, the guy that's the voice for um, Galen Merrick, Starkiller. I'm oh, just saying. Huh? Yeah. Sam Whitworth? No, it's... Uh... Did I say Sam? No, it's... Oh, he's got a different name. I can't remember his name, but he's... Like the... You know, the... Sam, 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 Sam Whitworth, who's the... You mean the voice of Maul in... Yeah. Rebels, and yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, he, um... he would basically look like what Ezra would look like. Uh, I don't know. He's a little, uh, I think he's, I don't know. He's a little, just give um, me star killer. Okay. Just give me star killer in live action. I won't don't do take it. this it, away from um, me. I think Sam, I, I think uh, Ezra was meant to be a little bit more, I don't know the sensitive way of saying this, but I think he's meant to be a little bit more ethnic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think he's supposed to be, yeah. uh, kind of a pasty a pasty's a, is not, that's not nice. Um, <laughs> Sam, it's just it's very clear. He's he's very pale, I guess you could say. He's he's very light skinned. And I So I so we need to go get him a tan. Got it. Um Hear me out. Sure. Hear me out. Um, Hear me out. What if he was reaching out? What if the what if whoever heard his uh his call wasn't a Jedi? Oh someone else. A Sith. But a Sith. Oh. And who would that be? Uh 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 could be Darth Maul. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead this time. I forgot where he is in the dead and gone. Though that, um, that that would be a great reveal. That would be a great reveal for it to be Maul again. And everyone's like, "How? How this time?" <laughs> it's like, "Stop doing this." Um. Okay. There there are two more that that you did not mention. Jedi. Yeah. Technically, there technically. is Leia. Who at uh, this point would be in within her Jedi training time with Luke. Oh yeah, I guess. Well. It depends on, I mean, if, if we're factoring in Rise of Skywalker, we have to accept that as canon. Yes. Um, which we can, that, I, actually, I, I have something interesting we can talk about later with that. But um, it, I guess it depends on, because Ben Solo was born a year after Endor, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. So would have already been, a, he would have already been born by this point. So she might have already stopped her training at this point. But she would still be force sensitive. Her. She'd still be force sensitive. She would still have, she's she 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 still got it. But um, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe Kyle Kestis technically. That's true. We don't know what happened with him. I um, I I'd love that 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 until someone is confirmed one hundred percent dead in the Star Wars universe, like body on the ground. Yeah. Like pulse check, funeral procession, and everything. Like they are technically still around for all intents and purposes. How old is um? What's his name? Cameron Cameron Monaghan. How old is he? Uh, let's see here. He's 27, so he would be about as old. Because Cal is supposed to be like, what? 16, 17-ish? Yeah, he's younger. Yeah, so so he would be a little bit he would be a little bit younger than Cal would be at that point, but I think I think that's possible. I don't I'm not sure if they would do that. Cause it kind of spoils whatever next game they would do. Yeah. Well, so I don't know if they would do like if if this was you know if Fallen Order was a was a couple of years ago, um, then I would say that's maybe a possibility. But um, 
but I'm not sure about him. So here's 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 my legitimate throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. My my joking one is it's it's Chewbacca that shows up and he's been force sensitive this whole time, but um, <laughs> but my serious one is Luke a de-aged Mark Hamill showing up, digitally de-aged. I I, I, I don't know. That. I don't know how it would I look think, because that great. hasn't gone well most of the time, but but then it's well, also, I mean, the, it's like, so he's just going to get adopted by Luke to get killed by Ben. The best yeah, use of it so far has been in, um, whatchamacallit, uh, has been in the Avengers movies, which is owned by Disney. And now that it's like Disney I, yeah, directly doing I was production. About, I, was, I was about to mention that. I mean, they've I think they've pretty much perfected I don't know if perfect is the right word, but it's it's way closer than it was, you know, with Rogue One for four to five years ago when they were making that. Right. Um, I mean, I that that's that's been a rumor that Luke that Luke will show up. Um, I don't know. I think it would be cool if he's if he only has like literally two minutes of screen time, like it's literally at the end of this of the season, and he's just there to get the kid. Um. Because other than that, it might be a little weird. And and you you know you made the point that his fate is already kind of sealed. Um, if if he, he goes with Luke, Luke. yeah. Because the implication is that he'll just be killed some. I don't know what twenty years later. By Ben Solo. Yeah, something um, like like fifteen, so, twenty, yeah, something somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, my, my 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 preference would be Ahsoka, just because we don't know where she goes and what she does. Yeah, and it's kind of the most ambiguous slash unambiguous ending you could give the the child or if, he if, just stays with mando too maybe that's that's another problem i don't know they, they they were very tugging at our heartstrings at the beginning of this episode too with showing their bond and everything oh yeah so i yeah. another theory that someone brought out yesterday i was talking to someone about this yesterday is they said um that they were like, okay, hear me out. They were like, what if the Mandalorian, the name of the show, isn't referring to Mando, but is referring to the child? And yeah, the child I, I, the Mandalorian. I want to see that armor. I want to see that armor. I do too. I want to see that armor right now. That would be interesting. Although it, someone um, someone mentioned that um, as well in a Discord server, and I said, okay, they they can either be a Jedi or they can either be a Mandalorian. You can't have both. both. It's too cool. It's too cool. No, it's, or you could be both no, and have would, the dark saber since they bring the dark saber. It would be it, so. too cringe. That too. I think it would be too cringe. I think it, it's just I don't know. It's it's the same kind of thing. Like oh, Boba Fett's so cool. It's the same kind of logic where it's like that would be so cool if it's like if he was a Mandalorian and he was a Jedi and he had the armor and he had a lightsaber and it's like okay, let's just chill. calm it down. Take it calm down. It down. Star Wars is a little bit more simple than that. Um. um Oh, by the way, I found out something interesting recently. Um, the Darksaber is a practical effect. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's probably enhanced it, with CG, but yeah, I've, I've seen the, you know, if you look at the behind the scenes, you can see the actual... Um, like it's an actual... Like, yeah, I know. It, I, I thought yeah. that that was really cool. I was like, that's awesome. I was mm-hmm. expecting it to be like something, but it's like, nope, it's apparently a practical effect for the most part. And I'm like, cool. Um, all right. I am going to give the floor to you. Ryan, I'm going to give mm-hmm. it to you because I feel like you, you, you've been hinting at this, so I will allow. Um, now, take it take it at, at your own risk with this. I'm giving you the opportunity here. Um, mm-hmm. you, 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 you feel, I feel like you need to air some grievances. And, and, <laughs> grievances. and since, since this is the month of um, Festivus, 
Oh boy. I will allow you to air any grievances you feel you need to on on Star Wars, which I feel okay. there's a very focused point you are aiming at. Are you mean ranting about Rise of Skywalker this whole time? Yes. I, okay. I, I will give you this opportunity, but I do warn you, there will be links to your stuff in the description, so... No, yeah, I, I know, I know, I get... <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 could, I, could, I could say I like it, and I'll get blowback, so, I, you know, I think... There's, there, there is every wrong answer. I'm sh- yeah, in, in any way you go, the, the ground's gonna break out from under you, basically. Um, mm. so, so to set the record straight, I guess... Although I, I, I kind of like to be a little bit more ambiguous about it, but you, um, you can, so if you want to, I'm just leaving the floor to you. I'm letting you know. No, it's, it's fine. Well, it'll, it'll kind of lead into something that, that I'm actually working on right now. But, um, so as, as far as the sequel trilogy is concerned, I like force awakens. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really like last Jedi. Good answer. Like that's probably like top three or four for me is last Jedi. All right, mm-hmm. Eric, Eric, real, real, real quick. Your, your opinion on that hot take on that. Is it a good answer? Say, say that one more time because my audio uh, kind of blocked out because I hit my headphone thing and it disconnected oh, no. for a split second. Oh, no. So I heard like part of that. So give me the quick one. Say it again. <laughs> okay. So I like Force Awakens uh-huh. and I really, really, really like Last Jedi. Like it's almost, I almost love Last Jedi. Um, it's probably top three or four for me in terms of, you know, all, all time Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I I I I have no problem with that statement. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but yeah. I I I was with you. I I didn't like. For me, I wasn't like, oh my god, I love I love it. But I didn't also come go like most people go. Oh, it ruined Star Wars. So yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, I, I just I kind of see that statement as how for years people hated the prequel trilogy and now i feel like people are starting to come around to it and i just think that you're ahead of the curve on that so. oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm ahead of my time yeah. there you uh, go there you go no yeah i mean i i think you know again last jedi is it's so dense for me um again there was a meal analogy made earlier and it's funny because i i use food analogies all the time with star wars and i think the sequel trilogy could have been a really nice, like, kind of three-course meal. Like, you know, Force Awakens is your appetizer, kind of refamiliarizes you with the restaurant, a.k.a. the franchise. Uh, you know what's going on. You know who's doing what. Last Jedi is your main course. You know, that's the heavy stuff for meat and potatoes. And then Rise of Skywalker could have been, should have been, in my opinion, just a sweet little dessert. You know, something simple. You just wrap up some things, and that's it. Um, but... It did not do that, in my opinion. <laughs> and it, I think Rise of Skywalker is possibly my least favorite Star Wars movie. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Let me rewind real quick. Okay. You have seen Attack of the Clones, right? I've, I've seen it. Okay, okay. So, so let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. The reason I might hold... Now, I, I'm not saying it's the worst Star Wars movie. I'm saying it's possibly my least favorite okay um j- just like kind of how eric said earlier that you know empire is the best but he likes jedi more mm-hmm. i'm i'm kind of the same but on the i guess the other end of the spectrum where it's like because i grew up when the prequels came out i have a certain fondness for those films and i can walk i can kind of watch them with rose tinted glasses and also i watch fan edits that take out a lot of the stupid stuff in them uh, it's a lot of yeah. cutting 
Yeah, it's honestly about 30 minutes each for some of them. Um, uh, I, I didn't do them. There, there's a, a great um, fan editor named by uh, named Hal 9000 that uh, that cuts up a lot of them. Um, and he's, he's done versions of this of the sequel trilogy, too, which which I really enjoy. Um, uh, but, you know, coming back to Rise of Skywalker, I was just I was kind of I was I was honestly really disappointed by it. You know, I, I try not to have, you know, certain expectations where it's like, well, this has to happen and then this has to happen and then this has to happen. And if it doesn't, I'm going to, you know, throw a fit and, you know, throw all my lights or throw all my Star Wars stuff in the garbage. Um, as you should. As I should. <laughs> um, but I thought, I mean, j- just, just the concept of the Emperor coming back and then making Rey a Palpatine. Uh, honestly, those two things just completely took me out of the movie. I was like, are you serious? Is this really where we're going with this? Like, we didn't have to do this. We didn't have to bring the Emperor back. It 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 devalues, for me, it devalues the original trilogy by doing that. It, it, you know, Legends did this too. Legends did this like at least twice. They they resurrected the Emperor. And that's why I don't like a lot of those Legends stories is because it devalues the original trilogy by, you know, having this, all this other stuff that happens afterwards where it's like, oh, the Empire never goes away. And then the, the, the Emperor comes back like five times or something. Um, so to see that in Rise of Skywalker really kind of, again, disappointed me. And it, it was kind of this awkward ending to this trilogy that I thought was going very well. Mm-hmm. It was funny, even even when I, I heard that J.J. Abrams was taking back over, I was like, oh, th- oh, okay, then this this is fine. You know, we'll have this kind of, you know, J.J. Abrams is known for kind of not exactly deep storytelling, which I was I would be okay with. Is like I'd rather have a kind of more safe ending to a, to this trilogy um, than something like you know I, I liked I liked the Last Jedi, but I think it was it was a it was a pretty big risk as far as storytelling goes, um, and I, I I would rather have had something a little less risky. And you know I, I think it was weird because Rise of Skywalker felt like it was it was very risky, but at the same time was not very risky. Yeah. You know, you want to, you want to talk about nostalgia. I mean, oh my gosh, that movie is just nothing but Hey, do you remember this thing and look at this look at this character and this member character's berries. back and member berries and and all this other stuff and um and I, you know, I I don't know. I again there's there's so much with that movie that that just annoys me. Like the fake out there was like three fake out deaths in that movie. There's Chewbacca C-3PO basically when they wipe his memory that's like that's basically killing a character yeah if you reset them back to to the beginning of of their development and then Ray she dies and then you know Ben Solo resurrects her at the end oh Um, technically Ben too technically well Ben did he just straight up died um well no no I'm talking about the first time where he gets stabbed and then she oh yeah 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 that's true you know you think he might die then then Ray saves him um and I, I thought the way that Leia died was just weird. I mean, I I, I totally understand that that's kind of probably the, the direction they had to go with it just yeah. because of the circumstances. But I, I didn't need to go back like, to my own planet. My people yeah. need me. <laughs> my people need me. I don't no, even, Leia died on the way back yeah. to her own planet. <laughs> but, I, but I didn't even get it at the time. I was like, what happened? What what did she do? Why is she why is she dead? I don't understand. She purified herself. Luke. <laughs> it's like she... I, I, it was like explained later. I think that like she she awakened the last bit of good in Ben, and I'm yep. like, well, then what? What was she doing this whole time? <laughs> what, right. Why didn't she do that earlier? Um, 
So, you know, all, all that being said, I have, it's funny, I was working on it earlier today. I have taken it upon myself. I don't know if, if I'll actually finish this. I don't know if I'll achieve everything I want to with it, but I have actually started um, a fan edit of Rise with Skywalker. Ooh. The main goal of the main goal of which, because I have like a primary goal and then secondary goals and then tertiary goals. The primary goal is to completely get rid of Palpatine from that movie. Get rid of Palpatine and get rid of the the Ray Palpatine stuff. Um, which Interesting. Is, which is a bit of a challenge because, as I'm sure you guys know, Palpatine kind of the made bad guy in that movie. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of like how do you recontextualize the story? Um, can you even do that? And uh, I've 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 started to do kind of a rough assembly cut, and um, I think it is possible actually. Um, I think it's it's. It's funny, at the, at, before I was kind of apprehensive about it. I'm like, I don't know if this will even work, but then I started, I just went in and I just started cutting things out and I realized, oh, this might actually, you know, work. It kind of recontextualizes some things. It, it makes the, the main conflict just between Ray and Kylo Ren and how they're both kind of, you know, going back and forth with, with each other. Like Ray's trying to get him to turn to the light side. He's trying to get her to turn to the dark side. I guess somewhat similar to how Luke and Vader were in Return of the Jedi. Um, and then, you know, all, all of all of the things that follow. And then a lot of the secondary goals are just removing things like like the Chewie fake out death, like C-3PO getting his memory wiped. Um, and by removing all of the Palpatine stuff, I'm removing the Ray death as well. Um, but yeah, so the, I, I guess the, the point of the fan edit, I, I mean, I, I probably, I mean, I won't be able to like distribute it or anything if I even finish it. But the point of it, it just for me personally, is just to kind of bring this trilogy to a bit of a more satisfying close. Um, because, you know, it wouldn't be perfect. There would still be some holes, but I think it would be a little bit like if I were to watch each movie back to back, it would make a little bit more sense and it would kind of be a little bit of a sweeter ending than what we got. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 yet another project, yet another project that I've I've put myself on, so we'll see how that goes. I've I've said this before and everything. Um, I understand that there was complications with you know stuff involving Star Wars. Um, mm -hmm. Carrie Fisher, of course. I mean, her passing and everything was a complication to an extent. Yeah, and everything. Um, but my thing is, if they were gonna go with Palpatine, it should have been Palpatine the whole time. It should have like if 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 they were gonna do something yeah. like that, it should have been Snoke shouldn't have existed. It mm -hmm. should have been Kylo Ren's the big baddie, and he's got like Hux, Wux, and whatever standing around being a bad guy too. But then mm -hmm. mention that there's somebody pulling the string, like there that there's a there's a supreme leader, but not show him. Yeah. Then at the end of Last yeah. Jedi, kind of make the reveal then of the Supreme Emperor's actually Palpatine, or the Supreme yeah. Leader's actually Palpatine. And then have it go from there. It's it's like Snoke was such like he was pointless. I know it's supposed to be like oh he's some weird genetic clone of, it's it's pointless. It is the most pointless thing in the world in the end because it's like you you did nothing but fake us out to fake us out. So yeah, I mean I I think if you if you remove the Palpatine context from him, he was basically just as far as character arcs go, he was just he was an he was he was another Palpatine because when you think about Palpatine in the original trilogy, he wasn't really that important. Nope. Um, he didn't really have that much of a role. It's just a kind of, you know, people later kind of put more emphasis on him than, than there probably was meant to be. Um, 
and also, you know, the prequels put a lot of story in there with him. And so yeah. I think, I, I, I think it, you're right. If, if they were going to do Palpatine, it should have been that from the beginning. I, again, I would have preferred they would not have done I, it. I mean, I do too, but if like, if you needed uh, to, if someone in that writing room was like, we need this, this way. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, can we please do this at least? Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows that they didn't plan on that to begin oh, with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, again, it's it, w- one of the things that annoyed me about that, not just the fact that it's, it, to me, devalues a little bit the original trilogy, but it's that same trope where, you know, we've seen it in how many crappy TV shows have we seen where it's like, you've defeated the villain, but actually there was this secret villain behind this curtain the whole time that's actually been the bad guy the whole time. We just haven't mentioned him. We haven't seen him the whole time, but he's actually the real bad guy. And that's how you have to, that's how you have to beat the next time. And it's like, I just, I hate that kind of trope because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make you look like a smart writer. It doesn't make you look like um, you're clever. It just makes you look like you're just like, oh, well, I don't know how to deal with Kylo Ren being the main bad guy. So I'm just going to bring back Emperor Palpatine to be the main bad guy again and just pretend like that was the plan the whole time when it wasn't. What so, do we do with Hux? Make him a spy. Make him a spy. You know, don't make him don't make him kind of the interesting character that he was turning into by the end of the last Jedi, where you know he could he could be against Kylo Ren, but still with the First Order, and he tries to do like a coup. It's like no, he just completely betrays the First Order and everything he believes in, just to get back at somebody, and then he just gets shot immediately. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that that's that's my thought on. Rise of Skywalker. Um, again, it's it's you know I for, for me because I have the fondest of the prequels. I can watch those movies, and you know if if you want to make an argument about it, the prequels all flow together. You know there is there is a consistent story throughout those movies, whereas with the sequel trilogy, you know you had the first one, the second one kind of kind of played with themes from the first one and had a logical progression from it. And then it just did like this weird 180 turn and it just introduced all these things just to resolve them in like the same movie or sometimes in like the next scene. And I don't know, it just, it just felt very cobbled together for me. Um, Also, I just, I feel like this is the the best place for me to say this. I think Chris Terrio, the guy who wrote Rise of Skywalker has a weird thing about uh, people seeing their dads that are dead um, in like weird visions because we got Han Yes. In Rise of Skywalker, which was honestly the biggest surprise of that movie. <laughs> I was not expecting to see Harrison Ford it, in another Star Wars movie for as long as I lived. I, I think they just um, tricked him into getting onto set, honestly. That might, yeah, that, that might be it. I don't know. But, um, but, uh, but, you know, you have that interaction with him and Ben... Which again doesn't? It's like what? What even is that? Like I guess it's it's Ben kind of doing that to himself. Like he's imagining this, how this conversation would have gone with his father back in The Force Awakens, which I guess makes a little bit of sense. But then it also he also does Chris Terrio also does this in Batman v Superman with Superman. Right, like Superman he does. Goes and talks to his dad on like the top of a mountain, and it's like, what is this? Is this a dream? Is this like a memory? Is this a Superman is, power we're not aware of? Is this a Superman? Can he talk to death? I don't understand what's happening right now. Um, so that was just that was something I noticed. Um, I don't know if I'd remove that from my fan edit though. I think that would probably have to stay because that's like the one 
redemptive moment for for Ben Solo. Yep. Awesome. But I, yeah. I, I, I want I wanted to give you an opportunity, plus I, I, I enjoy talking about it because I feel like more people need to hear the line every now and then, Last Jedi is really good. <laughs> um yeah just just despite the the repercussions that will have, that will soon follow yes yeah um, exactly i like i said i had no problem with that movie whatsoever like i i was like this this movie is amazing and i've, I've already expressed my opinion it, it is what it is but my, my my opinion on rise of skywalker it is what it is it's whatever it, i i still yeah. have the original trilogy i still have yeah episode one and three i mm-hmm. still have um you know, all the other stuff that's going on right now that I'm enjoying. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that's why at the time I wasn't, I wasn't so disappointed because I was like, well, there's still Mandalorian and there's, there's going to be an Obi-Wan show and there's going to be all these other things happening. There's still star Wars happening. So I'm not too down about it. Um, but you know, again, very recently, I just started to think about how incomplete that sequel trilogy felt. If I were to just completely, oh, don't worry. We're, they'll, 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 they'll be a Rise re- of Skywalker. They'll, they'll, they'll be a redo of it later. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. Berg. Not. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Since, since you've been silent for a little bit. Worst Star Wars movie. Worst Star Wars movie. Can't say holiday um, special. It doesn't count anymore. Oh, of course. But the Lego holiday special. No. Was fun. Um, <laughs> actually, I had, a good, I had a good time with the Lego holiday special. Uh, fun um, fact, on a side note real quick, the advent calendar for the Lego is basically based on that entire holiday special. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. slowly opening all of it. I got Poe in a sweater right now as one of my figures. That's awesome. Anyways, continue. Um, you know, honestly, I would, I, the more I've, the more I've thought on it, it probably is Rise of Skywalker. Um, I would have said, you know, this time a year ago, I would have said Attack of the Clones, but yeah, as you you should, like, 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 (laughs) like, like, like Fletch was saying, at least it all flows together. Whereas I do think a lot of the, the shortcomings of Rise of Skywalker really had to do with the death of Carrie Fisher. And them not knowing what to do with it, but we've mm-hmm. given you know we've given some good examples and of what they could have done or whatever. Um, I I personally think they should have just had you know her die off screen somehow explain that something happened mm-hmm. and just gone from there. Like I I just it's a shame we all miss Carrie Fisher. She was awesome, yeah. um, but there was no need. It it was her appearances in that movie were one thousand percent jarring. Every time she was on screen, it felt. It was going to another Simpsons reference. It was after Millhouse left the uh, left uh, <laughs> ran away from being a Fallout Boy in the Radioactive Man movie, and they were just using different, you know, it was Jimmy Chillickers is saying like, "This looks like a terrible uh, situation, Fallout Boy," and then <laughs> Millhouse is sitting on the couch looking at TV. Yes, like it was just <laughs> such a, it was so jarring, and you could tell they just had these canned shots of her that they had. And they were like, well, let's use these. And I just, yeah. I, I just, it, it made the movie just seem completely just like a weird, like I would have, I would have been okay if they had just delayed it and reshot and rewrote and been like, let's get this right. Because I really yeah. do think they, um, and again, it was, it was entertaining. I, it was, it was whatever, but it, and as far as Star Wars movies, it was definitely the, the low, the low man on the totem pole. Yeah, I think the the Leia stuff is interesting because because I've been doing the the sort the fan edit. Um, that's that's funny. Funnily enough, it's kind of based on someone else's fan edit, so I'm already kind of working with slightly better material. <laughs> but but going through that and all of the Leia stuff in there, like I'm you know I'm kind of I'm looking at stuff a little bit more with a with a fine tooth comb, and it is bizarre. Like I start to notice things. I mean, you kind of notice it in the moment, even when you're watching the movie, which kind of takes you out of it. But but like there's the scene where 
uh, Ray tells her that she, she knows how she can get to Exegol. She's got the book. And the only things Leia says in, in that scene are, tell me, and then no. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then Daisy really just has to act around all of that. And it's like, yeah. I just can't imagine. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if, again, if I was in the same position, you know, if, if somehow I was writing that movie or I was directing that movie, I don't know if I would have killed her off because that would have seemed a little bit weird. Um, and if, so, and if you so had all this footage, maybe there was some way... Yeah, maybe there was some way to still have her. I might have had her as a as more of like a background character. Like she's just she's kind of there, but she doesn't, you know, because you know, even in Last Jedi, she's kind of passed the mantle of leader on to Poe. So she could even she could take kind of this backseat role, kind of a more advisory role. Um, yeah. Then then she even was even in that movie, and um, there was and, enough time too that I would have loved if, and I feel like they could. I've seen this suggested too. Uh, where she does the holdo maneuver. Oh mm. yeah, that would have been her way out because she because the she died. It was a year before that. Yeah, it was out. around they the time of Rogue One. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, that's right because I remember uh, I remember seeing that like the day, I think it was like I guess it was the weekend before. I, I think it was like the weekend before that that I saw that. But yeah, um, I totally like I've seen people say like why didn't they have they could have easily shot it and edited and animated it so it was the the or the organa um uh, yeah. instead but uh yeah. i think that would have been a way for her to do something incredibly heroic to go out and save what was left and of yeah. everyone um and explain her absence in the final movie but yeah that's that's i think that's plausible um i th i think um for my fan edit i mean one thing that i would love to try and do again i don't um, I don't know if it'll actually happen. It, it, as far as I can tell, it'll be very difficult. But I, I'd love to keep her alive the whole time in that movie, and somehow put her at the end. Um, you know, kind of towards that celebration scene at the end, which yeah. for my fan, it, it would be the actual. I wouldn't have it end on Tatooine. I'd have it end on the the jungle planet. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I mean, I I think again, you could have her just be sort of a more background character, and she doesn't have to die the way that she did, and all that stuff. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's very, it's very tragic and sad what happened. And it's kind of like, what do you do in that situation that is the most um, respectful to her as an, as, as an actress, but also, you know, you still kind of want to continue the story that, that she had started. So. I all don't right. Know. Final question for you. Okay. And, and Berg, you, you, you are more than welcome to answer this too. Favorite lightsaber. And Favorite why? And why? And why? That is, that's something. Assuming we're going with like canon, canon for the most part. Yeah, canon for the most movies or TV um, shows. I would probably say, as far as like a design is concerned, um, just like if I had to pick one to use myself, what, yeah. which one would yeah, I use? Exactly. Um, it's maybe a toss up between Obi-Wan's from Phantom Menace or Qui-Gon's. I think uh, just, just ergonomically, they look like they're, they're easier to handle. I also just like the color green. So yeah. I, right. I would like Qui-Gon's. Um, you know, the, the original trilogy lightsabers, of course, they have more significance story-wise. Like, you know, if, if I had to pick one for story significance, it would be, you know, the, uh, the Anakin-Luke 
It doesn't look comfortable like to hold, though. It's got, like hmm? that, it's got like that rib thing around it. It doesn't look comfortable to like use. Yeah, no, it, it, that's exactly. I, you know, No wonder they had robot hands. Just throwing yeah, that there. You know, it, story significance, though, I think it has the most meaning behind it. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's the redemptive lightsaber for Luke. It's the one that he... He tosses it first because he doesn't believe in it anymore, but then he has it by the end of, of, of Last Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. it's the one that Ray has all throughout. You know, it's the one that's been kind of fought over. Um, but yeah, because, you know, all, all of the lightsabers in the original trilogy, all of them have this, like, like huge button on the side of them that looks like it's just a nightmare to handle. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know if I'd want that. <laughs> With with a weapon that I'm supposed to like defend my life with, yeah. So um, I guess I would probably have to go with, I guess Qui Gon's. All right, because I, I like green and it's kind of a more simple design and it looks like you could you could handle it pretty easily. Do some cool spins with it. So yeah. All right, Berg, favorite lightsaber. Favorite lightsaber. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel also, like also, I did notice when you stood up, you are wearing your Knights of Vader. Holiday I special am. I t-shirt. Specific, I specifically wore it uh, for today's uh, for today's record. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's for all you Knights of Vader fans out there. Um, so I feel like um, it's cheating to say Darth Maul's because this is the first double bladed lightsaber we saw, mm. but it's pretty damn cool. Uh, I also like um, Mace Windu's because it's purple and it's different. So yeah, um, those are probably my two favorite. Um, you know, and it's so weird because in the movies, they're, you're seeing, you're focusing on the blades and their hands are covering up the hilts a lot. Yeah. But I love going through and seeing, like, there are some really cool designs, like Count Dooku's with the kind of curved uh, handles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, and then reading about all the different, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't even know how many are going to be uh, canon anymore or if they're going to come back because, like, there's the one that used the, uh, the crate pearl mm-hmm. um, that's, got like the the blade that hums but then they found the crate pearl in the uh season premiere this season uh, a little big for a lightsaber it it, it is very big for a lightsaber but uh you know i wonder if they'll um if that because i feel like that was such a big like reveal like you know people who might not necessarily know might just think oh that's a callback to last season when the jawas got the egg Mm -hmm. um so, but I'm I'm wondering if you know they can somehow be like, oh, we can we can refine it down, or the crate that's inside of the pearl it can do it. You know, I wonder if that could come into play uh, for some future uh, ones and maybe be made canon again. I don't know, but yes, that that one would be a little too big for a for a lightsaber as is. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just some of my my thoughts. Uh, well, the FX like black series one I have is the Obi Wan, but I feel like I'm cheating to say Obi Wan again. Because I already mm-hmm. said it for my favorite character, so I kind of like Ahsoka's, just the white, okay. the, the white blades, and I and oh, I oh the white I, ones, okay, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I'd be cool if I, if I could dual wield lightsabers. I feel like that'd be really cool, personally. Yeah, yeah. Also, 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 I mean, I don't know. Also, saying Kylo Ren's is cool because it's like a claymore, but yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, it's, people complained about the hilt, the quote unquote, the or the the, the cross guard. I always thought that was a cool. It, 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 was, it was cool explanation, it was cool. and it was useful. It was. It yeah. was, and it and it and it you know really reflects his personality, that kind does. of fracture, yep, you know, kind yeah. of tormented personality of his. So, yeah, it, it's a perfect metaphor for a very conflicted character who just goes mm-hmm. shirtless all the time, apparently, in his starship. Anyways, oh, you know. <laughs> 
Fletch, it was great to have you on, man. Um, it, it was yeah. enjoyable. We we could talk yeah. Star Wars all day, absolutely. But but um, but I am gonna put a put 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 kind of a lid on this for now. We oh, we, we I I know we we could keep talking, but I wanted to to, to get you on here to pick your brain about your um your fan films, pick your mm-hmm. brain about Star Wars because I knew you had you had some stuff, and you get get Eric on to have a chance for him to talk about Star Wars too. And everything, so and and to get some Mando talk out there on Zingness, we will do an episode when the season's over. But but as of right now, we are waiting till it is all said and done, so that we can talk about it as a whole. But if you want weekly updates, go of course to Knights of Vader, where we are talking about that every single week. Ryan, where can people find more from you? You can find me on uh, the YouTube's. You just if you just if you just look up like Skyforge. Um, uh, Star Wars, you'll find it, or you know, youtube.com slash Skyforge Films, I think is the right URL for it. Um, but yeah, there'll be a link in the description too. Yep, there you go. Fo- follow the link. Um, make sure you watch, make sure you watch everything. Um, because you know, th- there is a little bit of a story in there, you kind of have, have to look for it, but it is there. Um, hopefully, it'll be expanded on more as, as uh, things pick up a little bit and you know, I, I get some more talent involved, but. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to working on it more. So awesome. Well, we, I, I know I enjoy, I know people in the Facebook group enjoy it. Berg, where can people enjoy more stuff from you? Yeah. You can find me on the interwebs at Eric Berg and at backlog Berg. And you can, and you can find you co-hosting. And you can find me. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot we're doing a new episode. Yes. And you can find me and hear this lovely voice on the Zingus podcast. If you're listening to this via, uh, Knights of Vader, and you can hear Zinger and I talk about all sorts of things from uh, Star Wars to video games to, uh, or you can become a Patreon, a Patreon, a patron on our Patreon. You can hear us talk about food. Yeah, because that's basically what all those have boiled down to. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely check that out for more nerdy topics, and including eventually Mandalorian episode. So, so look look forward to getting mine, Eric's, and Ellie's opinion on um, Gorgu and um, other stuff name um all right anyways thank you guys for joining us thank you all for listening and bye bye to a fourth hand joint.